every year the chaplain's department at BFA puts on something called Spiritual Emphasis Week, what we call SEW. These past three years, we have had two alumni, Andy Custer and Sean Newby. Andy coming to speak and Sean and his team coming to do worship. It is an exciting week of daily chapels where we're early in the school year, really kicking these things off with a focus on God, usually highlighting a lot of what the spiritual theme for the year is. And we're really excited to have them here in the office today and share about their heart for this place and for what they're doing. Welcome to the BFA Life Podcast. Uh, some very special people in the room right now. Um, what's your guys's history with BFA? I know you all, all three of you came here, um, but just kind of tell us um, where, when you came here and kind of a little bit of your experience here at okay. high school. First things, uh, this is Andy. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. First thing I had to do is a shout out to Jeremy Sindelar. He's your biggest fan. This podcast's okay. biggest fan. So okay. uh, send him a gift or something. But, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, that's Jen's brother. Okay. So yeah, in 2000 or in 1999, um, we were, my parents were missionaries in Austria and we were facing this situation on, um, where I was struggling with learning disabilities and the Austrian school system had taken me as far as I could. So it was either coming here to school like this or mm -hmm. heading back to the States. And so mm -hmm. in 1999, came and visited and instantly fell in love with it. First time there were Christians my age um, wanting to walk with Jesus. And so it was a tremendous experience. Um, lived in the dorms for four years and then graduated in 2003. 03. Very cool. And then Jen, why don't you tell us? Yeah, uh, my name is Jen uh, Custer, married to former alumni Andy Custer. Um, <laughs> my maiden name is Sindelar, and I came here too as a freshman, graduated here in 2003, um, and kind of similar. My parents didn't have, uh, well, we did homeschool for a little bit, didn't work out super great, um, and uh Black Cross Academy was a great option for us. So mm. it's actually a real privilege to be able to come here and um, talk to these kids who are here mm. now. Um, I feel like they have different faces uh, um, than we do, obviously, but they have the same um, issues that they're struggling with and the same joys. Mm. Um, and so we just love to come alongside them and yeah. just hang out with them and um, just kind of see what God has for us. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Um, my name is Sean Newby, and it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, <clears throat> my time at BFA, I started actually coming here before I started going to school here. I came for um, basketball camps. Um, I think it, my first one was probably like 1998 or 99. And my brother and I would come down here for the summer basketball camps, and we would help actually translate um, for the American speakers that came, we helped translate into the German for the German, you know, basketball players at the camp. And it was, so that was the first kind of time that we were exposed to BFA. And man, we just loved it. We, we could tell even with the students not here that the community was just, it was just an excellent place. It was a, we left um, longing to come to school here because uh, quite frankly, our experience growing up in um, small town Germany going to German public schools at least for me wasn't it wasn't great I didn't feel like I could find um, friends 
it was a lonely time growing up um you know sp- spoke german fine it wasn't it wasn't a problem we were born and raised went to the german school system and all that played mm-hmm. j- on the soccer clubs and all that but i think there was always just a different element you know er- eric and i were we were the americans and, and we were the yeah. only christians and americans in that town of a thousand people you know Königsfeld. and um so there was something different about us and never really accepted well when i finally came to bfa my sophomore year it was 2002 uh it was just like all of a sudden i just i met my people you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like they i got them they got me without even having to say anything to each other it was crazy like we just understood each other you know we're from we have the same background we may not be from the same country but we get each other and i think for the first time in my life I finally understood what a f- what friend friendship means, um, and so immediately I started uh, gaining friends, and I have these same friends today, you know. Um, and um, so, for me, I know it's mixed for a lot of people. Uh, BFA can be a painful place, uh, but for me, it was very formative uh, in a lot of ways, spiritually. Uh, you know, I grew as a leader. Um, I, I grew academically. I came from the you know German system to try to figure out the American system before I went to college. Mm-hmm. So it's just a an extremely important and special place for me. So coming back here is it's really uh, surreal and it's emotional for me a lot a lot of times when I'm mm-hmm. up there because I started leading worship on that platform, you yeah. know, in the chapel in chapel there, yeah, and. <laughs> You know, I remember one of the times, you know, I was, I, I got done leading worship and I just felt like maybe this is what God's calling me to do. And now I'm doing it, you know, some, I don't know, what is it? 16, yeah. 15 years later. I don't I'm terrible at math. Scott's going to laugh at me. <laughs> um, and, uh, but now I'm doing that full time. I'm a worship pastor at a church in Raleigh and, um, and, and, and love it. But this is the first time I started doing that. So, wow. so that's a little bit about me. Well, this is your third year coming back for both of you for spiritual events this week, which is fantastic. I think that's one of those things that there's so much turnover every year and having, I see you guys and I hear you in the hallway where you're saying hi to kids that you met one, two, three years ago. And that is huge. What is like, how did, how'd you get pulled into this three years ago? What, was it something that you guys have been wanting to do for years? Was it kind of a perfect time, perfect place? God has put you there. How'd you get roped back in? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think I put my name in about 15 years ago okay. when I was a graduate. <laughs> I was like, man, I'd love to come back. Similar story to Sean. Uh, my very first speaking experience was on that stage in there, uh, the very first night of Chrysalis. It was exciting, and God has done a cool thing there. Uh, three years ago, I think Clarence was the, the chaplain, mm. and um, he'd gotten my name, I think, for my sister. And called me up and uh, was like, yeah, we should do this. And like 12 seconds later, I was on the phone to Sean. And Sean and I hadn't talked in many years. <laughs> but as soon as, as I knew that we'd be coming instantly, I just knew Sean had to be a part of this. Hmm. Um, and then as Sean and I reconnected, it just God had been doing so many of the same things in my life that he'd been doing in his life. Yeah. Stripping us of idols, teaching us about the truth and transforming power of the real gospel mm-hmm. uh, and what grace really means. Mm. And so um, when we came the first year, we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't know what to expect, but God, it's such a, pr- a tremendous and profound work um, 
that we, we got asked to come back. And I think that was more out of courtesy to the people that have to follow us that year. <laughs> you know, whatever else would have to come. I wouldn't want to follow us, but we had to. <laughs> we, we had to follow up. But it was it was never a, hey, let's come and do this multiple years kind of thing. It was just a, this is what we've been asked to do. And we were honored. I mean, we instantly both knew that this is this is what we wanted to do. Um, so how it turned into three years, I'm not sure. We, we just keep getting asked to come mm-hmm. back. And um, we pray about it for, for about 11 seconds. And then we know that this yeah. is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. As Sean said, these are these are our people. Like our hearts are just burdened for these students because we are these students. Yeah. So much mm-hmm. of, of when I learned to own my faith, when I stopped renting it from my parents and owned it myself was here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Sean was a part of that. Like it's just so, mm-hmm. so encouraging to come and now be a part of that for others. Um, my mm-hmm. spiritual emphasis week experiences, some were good and some were positive and some weren't so good. And, and so what, what I've just tried to do is just give them Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard the comment, well, they're all kind of the same. Well, yeah, Jesus doesn't change and the gospel is all that matters. And so it's been fun to do that. And um, yeah. as far as speaking, yeah. when we're invited, we'll say yes, right? And, mm-hmm. and worship, we, we love this place. We truly mm-hmm. love this place. Yeah, I think, um, I think one thing that Christy, Christy uh, the chaplain here, mentioned that she thought was really valuable in us coming back again um is that the kids know us i mean you know we've had conversations right. with them mm-hmm. and we've we've gotten to hug them and while they're crying you know whatever and you know as an mk i mean i can i can see why that would be important because you know we know like consistency is something that it's because it's kind of rare for an mk you know you're constantly moving or you're constantly saying goodbye or you're constantly you know, leaving a place or coming to a new place. And, uh, you know, and so having the same person or the same people that, you know, are there, it's a, it's a big thing for MKs, I think. And so, um, there's just our life, our lives are constantly filled with new things and that's exciting, but it also can be a little bit disruptive and, um, and, and just having, uh, and just having consistency, I think mm-hmm. is important. At least Christy, um, felt like she could see that in the students mm-hmm. that they were really that really valued. Yeah, uh, having us back. So yeah, and I know for a fact because I've heard Christy say this. It wasn't the chaplains got together and said, "Wow, those guys were awesome. Let's ask them again." It was an overwhelming submission by the student body. Mm-hmm. We have like a suggestion box out in the student center, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Andy and Sean, Andy and Sean," and can we have them back? And um, it really was the voice of the students mm-hmm. that have brought you guys back That's these past couple of years. Very humbling, um, very encouraging. Which is really awesome. And I think you're absolutely right. Like, um, having walked in the same shoes as you guys and as the students are walking in now, I too, you know, when you guys come back, you really minister to me mm-hmm. personally because, um, and, I, and, I, and I wish... I wish Andy and Sean and the team would have come when I was in school, mm. <laughs> you know, and I wish I would have heard the things that these students are hearing when I was here. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you're totally right. The, the, just the fact, oh tell us like what, what are the, the fact, things that they're hearing now that you wish you had heard? The fact that every time you've been back, Andy, you've said, if you guys need a mom hug, come up and hug one of these mm. moms. Yeah. And that gets me every time. Mm. And cause that's exactly you know what these kids need and you you yeah. know and so there's there's not only having walked in their shoes yeah. but it's your your explicit um 
desire to show the true gospel and true Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, And it's just, you're back, you're consistent Mm -hmm. and you're known. And it's just like, man, I, I can see why these kids are just so attached to you guys Mm is because, um, because this is what they've, they've needed. I don't know. Well, we're, we are them. Yeah. You know, so awesome. We are those kids. I mean, you know, certainly they have different stories, but you know, we, we have certainly very similar stories as well, Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways. And so I feel like, and I feel like I'm just another one of those kids when I'm sitting out there when Andy's talking, you know, like, yeah, cause I kind of am, you know, except I've got a couple years on them, you know? Right. Um, and so I can, I'm in that same place. And so I feel like that maybe gives us a unique edge on communication with Mm -hmm. these kids. Mm -hmm. Um, because we, we, we kind of know them. And like I said earlier, without even talking to each other, we understand each other, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. because we, we, we have similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Those things can't be fabricated. They are, they are just there. Everybody can be authentic. And I think the kids can sniff out when somebody is not sincere or is, yeah, I've, I've thought for, for years during my BFA years and afterwards thinking back about SEW and high school retreat and you kind of, you go in with this very guarded, Mm. you know, you see all your friends and they're super quote on fire for God and they're lifting up and then you see them, you know, on the soccer field two weeks later and they're ripping the kids some new one. It's like, this is the same kid that I saw quote, turn their life to Christ after some really impassioned speech. And, and now we're back to the good old BFA, the way that we run outside of these, these highlighting weeks. And it's, it's wonderful to see the authenticity of of what you guys bring year in, year out. And I think from, from conversations that I've heard and seen, I, I, would like to think that, and I believe that it has transformed the student body in a, in a very lasting way. And I am I'm grateful and thankful that you guys are here and mm-hmm. that, like you said, you, you continue to point them back to, to Christ. That's the only, it's yeah, move, that's, that's it. That's, that's all you got. All yeah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's a one trick pony, but man, that's yeah. a nice, that's a nice pony. I feel <laughs> like there's the kind of been one the something that's been need. really awesome is Andy, how you have kind of continued the conversation you don't like come in one year and you said what you needed to say and then you come back and re- kind of refabricate that. It's been kind of a trajectory of these past three years. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of walk us through what that's been like and kind of where you see it headed now? Yeah, I have during, a super during huge this week. Uh, overall plan and everything is falling in place. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who knows me know that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So here's the deal. Uh, I've been, I've always been very honest with, where I'm at in my teaching. Mm-hmm. And I found that people really respond well to that, to being authentic. And uh, when you let your pride go and you're willing to share the ugly things, people go, oh, me too. And that now we're building bridges and people are talking about it. So um, we, we knew early on, I mean, week one of last year, three to two years ago, hey, we're going to do the gospel. And then, yeah, we're going to keep doing the gospel. And it doesn't matter what aspect we come from. Like we're talking about Abraham and we're doing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's been our focus. It's been Jesus. The The first year the big idea for the whole week was Jesus really loves you the second year the big idea for the whole week was the truth is Jesus really loves you and <laughs> this year's big idea what is it 
even now, even now I know <laughs> that Jesus really loves me. So for me, it was important that the students take this and internalize it. Instead of saying it to each other, <clears throat> Jesus loves you, that they, they own it. But when I say I've been growing with the students, so the first year I talked about, I had, I went through this horrible situation with my back. Last year it was, hey, I'm going to go through this horrible situation with my back. And this year it's, I'm going through this horrible situation with my back. And so the students have been a huge part of that. And they've walked through this journey with me. They've been able to see it via social media and other avenues. Um, it is, it has been a process. And so when I get up there and talk, they know my backstory. They know mm -hmm. when I'm crying, it's because I'm really in pain or because I'm really excited about how God changes lives. And it's not, it's not a show in any way. You know, I think that's what's yeah. endeared, endeared us to them is that we've been honest, but that we've given them Jesus. And because we've given them just Jesus, their lives are actually changing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's amazing. The gospel mm -hmm. changes lives. And mm -hmm. so it's been so mm -hmm. encouraging. I just talked with a student at lunch today who's battled some crazy things, but he came up to me and I was like, dude, and he's like, you remembered. And that, that just that I mm -hmm. knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And I remember the stories we talked about mm -hmm. and he shared <laughs> updates with me. And so I look forward to talking next year yeah. or whenever, you know, just keep the discussion going yeah. um, about what God is doing in their lives. So we talk about Jesus because it's the only thing that changes lives, right? Yeah. We plant, we water, but God is the only one who can cause that growth. And so mm -hmm. my, my plan of where I want to go, truthfully, I, I write the message every day. So every yeah. day this week, I've written the message on the day I deliver it. I don't recommend that as a strategy for <laughs> communication in general, <laughs> but the Lord has really kept me actually from kind of seeing where he wants me to go. We, at the end of every session, we invite the students to write us notes, right? To, to share comments with us, questions, confessions, prayers, whatever they want to write. And then we take those, we pray through them, and then I, I craft a message out of those questions. Mm. Um, so I'm not even sure where exactly I'm going to go tomorrow even, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the idea is it's going to be about Jesus, hmm. right? It's going to be about Jesus, and that'll change lives. Hmm. Yeah, awesome. I think it's so custom built because you're reading these notes, and yeah. you mm -hmm. know what the kids are going through right now, the students are going through mm -hmm. right now. Um, and that doesn't mean it completely changes everything about your message, but you can certainly change parts that, that, that hit on those, the, the certain things that you read on the notes. Yeah. Um, as far as how I plan my worship set is yeah. is similar. Mm. Uh, I I actually <laughs> just constantly in communication with Andy and say, Andy, hey, what are you gonna talk about, man? Yeah, like where? <laughs> yeah, like where are you going? Uh, We're you talking know? in ten minutes. Tell me where you're going. But literally, <laughs> like literally, I texted him this morning before chapel. I'm like, hey, what are you thinking? Like, where are you where are you feeling that the Spirit's leading you, and and what are you gonna talk about? And so, thankfully, my team, my band, has a repertoire of. Uh, I don't know, probably like 30 or 40 songs that we know pretty well. An amazing and team. Where are they from? Where yeah. Are you guys oh, from? yeah, we're from uh, from Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and yeah, our t my team is, they're just great. I love them. They're um, such servants. Um, yeah. I The first year we came, I, uh, we, were, we were four dudes came. Next year, there were seven. Uh, one of them brought their spouse. And then, and then this year, there's 11 of us. Mm. Um, so it just keeps growing, you know? Yeah. Awesome. And so I anyway, them. I was with the repertoire that we have this rolling repertoire of songs and I can just kind of choose um, a song that fits right in to that. And I think mm -hmm. the response song is usually the most important one that kind of ties in because, it, you know, this allows it allows us to respond uh, to to the word. Mm -hmm. And that is what worship is. Right. It's a response to God's word mm -hmm. and what he has done for us. So. Mm. So, and, you know, and I speaking to what. Uh, a little bit towards what Andy keeps talking about the gospel, the gospel. What, what do you mean? What do we mean by the gospel? And I think a big thing that yeah. I didn't understand when I went here, uh, in fact, maybe even 
at my days at Moody, you know, we both went to Moody as well, um, was that, you know, the religions of the world in the world says, hey, let me see how hard you work. Let me see your resume. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll accept you. Maybe. But the gospel says, no, because of the work of another, um, you're already accepted. Now, therefore, in response to your perfect acceptance on Christ's behalf, now, now you go and you work your, you know, you work your butt off. You work as hard as you can because, because who, who wouldn't in response to such great love, right? And that, I think the order of that is so key, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something I don't think I, I understood. I, I believe I was, I believe I was a believer certainly, but the, the depth of grace uh, yeah. in that order was something that changed my world completely, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah. Hmm. I remember you guys from way back then. I thought you guys were we so cool. Too, yeah. How, <laughs> we, were so, we were so cool. You're that upperclassman oh, and gosh. man, you guys were, you guys were awesome. There, <laughs> there is a huge, huge carryover of the kids from then and what we were and the kids now maybe different haircuts and no more baggy jeans but um a lot of the things they're struggling with are the same have you seen things pop up from either the notes or conversations you don't go into detail necessarily but what are some things that are new maybe for this generation that are unique to what kids at bfa are going through that maybe you guys didn't struggle with or struggled with differently well, the most obvious thing, and this would be true probably at any school around the world, is we didn't have the internet in our pockets, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how awesome. So mm-hmm. when we came home, all we had was our 32 brothers and a soccer ball, and so that's what we mm-hmm. did, right? Yeah. We were really embedded in community. What I'm seeing now with a lot of these yeah. students is they're still so connected back to their cousins back in New Jersey or mm-hmm. right their, their home church in Mongolia, wherever, um, that they're having a harder time embedding, and relationships seem to be causing more stress among these students than I think it did. When we were here, I mean, we, yeah. the drama llama showed up when we were here too, right? But I mean, I'm seeing it in like some some significant conflict in these relationships, and I think a lot of it has to do with just isolation and the loneliness that comes with mm-hmm. the, the social media age. Mm-hmm. More connected than ever, and more lonely than ever, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that's been, the, I think, the biggest piece. Um, what's cool is is you can still see through all of that, like the genuine passion for students. Like I, I mean, I was probably that guy who was praying in front of chapel and then out, you know, cutting people up on the soccer field. Because it's soccer and you have to, and I'm better. Uh, but no, not at all. But and and I, humble I remember, too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I remember learning like that. Hey, that's even then I knew that's not right. I need to be consistent in my walk and in my talk, right? And so watching these students learn that same lesson and, and c- confessing that in these notes. Hey, you know, we how do we walk this thing? How do we take this gospel and be practical with mm. it? Um, I think it's been so big, but as Jen said at the beginning, it's, it's the same issues, but I think those issues are true everywhere. Identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who do I matter yeah. to? Who do I belong to? Do I have value? And mm-hmm. in Christ, the answer is yes, you belong, you matter, yeah. he cares, you have purpose. And so that's why the gospel is the drum that we beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you know, who cares what the, what the world says, if the only eyes in the universe that count, right? That actually have the power to, to condemn or to resurrect. If mm-hmm. those eyes look on you and say, you're my child, like I accept you and I love you. If those eyes look at you and say that, then man, that that's power. And, and I think that's the identity piece that you're speaking to. And I totally agree with what you said about 
you know, just the, just the internet in your pocket. That's definitely something we didn't have here when we were here, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wish we could get rid of it. Yeah. I, I know you can put it away, but <laughs> it's so, trend, actually. it's so pervasive. Back to yeah. Phones. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah. Yeah. People are sick of being so connected and disconnected. Yeah. They, uh, they're wanting something real again, tangible yeah. people they can see. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just become so easy to, uh, portray a life that you're not actually living um and you have the instagram account with all your good pictures and (laughs) then your instagram account that you just put Mm. you know just i don't know jokes of whatever yeah well i think it's been cool you know we i posted a question on the alumni page yeah um kind of asking hey what what are some things you would share with these students if you had the opportunity to knowing that i do have the opportunity to and we were just talking a little bit ago before the podcast started how surprised we were at how many were interested, right? And so I think there's a whole community out there, probably the ones listening to this podcast, going, we still care about these things, right? Whether mm-hmm. we had a great, amazing experience or whether it was tricky, man, these years were formative and they're a part of our story. Yeah. And I'm just so excited that we get to be a part, an ongoing part of these kids' story where they're seeing us develop they're seeing us grow they're seeing us yeah. being transformed and, and going through the valleys and hardships of life right they've watched pictures of my kids grow up um and as, as we do this i hope that they become alumni that continue to care just like the ones who've gone before us yeah. clearly care right and have a lot of wisdom and, and encouragement to share so uh mm. i'm proud to be proud to be an, an alumnus is that yeah uh, it an is alumni. correct there you alumni. <laughs> alumnus yeah an alumnus it's it's fun to see people come through who are alumni and the reasons they come through or the way that they divert their travel plans. There was one guy that was coming through actually two people that I know of that have come through on their honeymoon. And it's like, we are in the area and I, I need to bring my spouse here. Mm -hmm. They have to understand. I've been talking, you know, the spouse is there and like, they've been talking about this for 15 years. And finally, Mm. finally I get it. Mm. And it's, it's so cool. It's a lot of pressure to put on a, you know, the building has changed over and over again. I'm sure you guys have seen different and the, the bleachers still smell the same, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some things have changed for the better and some things are just, well, it's been updated. It's been updated. Oh, it has. It's been improved. No, but there's I'm just talking in general about place. Yeah. You know, yeah. there is, you come back here. This has always been a thin place to me. What I mean by a thin place is yeah. there's not a lot between this world and the next. The spiritual things are really tangible. Mm. That The darkness is tangible, extremely yeah. tangible, mm-hmm. but the light is as well. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what's really unique about coming back here. Mm. Um, but we'll actually probably be talking about this tomorrow, but uh, on our Friday message is that home is primarily not a place. You know, there's a giant locker out front that talks about what home is to people, but home is primarily relationship mm-hmm. and primarily the relationship with Jesus. Coming back here is great, but it's not the same because Fox and Fred and Thornton, they're not... They're not here with me, right? Mm. Uh, having Jenna is, is great. That's really great. I love you, baby. <laughs> I love you, mean it. Nice save. Um, <laughs> but, but the relationships are what made this place so special. Yeah. You know, not the place. Yeah, not totally. the place. It's the relationships. And it's so good, like Sean said, to have these friends still in our lives, right? The investments you make here are for a lifetime, mm. if you want them to be, right? You can make the most of that. Mm-hmm. So students, if you're sitting here listening, take the time to invest in each other. You may seem weird to each other now, but you'll need each other now and down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so love on each other. Be Jesus to each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. When I went on a walk last night after too much schnitzel um, to try to... You know, <laughs> that was a lot of schnitzel. Uh, with a buddy, uh, Casey, my keys player, her husband, um, Ryan, we went on a walk through Condren and 
and he just told me he's like man it is it's so eye-opening to be here he said um to huh. me um and it helps me understand you more it like it helps me know you more yeah. i know like yeah just get you because he's been talking to to some of these students he's been seeing just kind of the upheaval that they go through and mm. um and the struggles they're different uh, than a lot of places you know or let's just say in the united states the the struggles are are diff some are are the same but a lot are different uh, here than they are in the states and mm. so he said it just helps me to know you more and um and so that was that was yeah neat. well guys the people that hopefully um i think the people that listen to this podcast as you were saying are the people that still really care and um and we're doing the best we can to kind of keep those people connected what would you say to them how can they be praying um i'd like to post this <clears throat> recording as soon as possible um we're actually recording this on thursday of spiritual emphasis week so we've got another another session tomorrow morning and then a worship night um those are the, like the last two things um wait don't you have something tonight too? chrysalis you have chrysalis tonight yes. too yep. so that's awesome but um what can they be praying for as you guys probably by the time they're listening to this you guys are headed out of here um or maybe back in the states but how can people be partnering um in the ministry here and praying for these students like from your perspective a couple of practical things. If you're not already supporting a teacher or an RA or a dorm student, figure out how, right? Help these people stay here because financially they have to raise a lot. Mm. Uh, secondly, we were at the dorm uh, for dinner. We were at Blauenhof, what, what? And uh, somebody had just gotten a package and I leaned over to Jen. I said, make me send them a package when we get home. Mm. Uh, I mean, full of ramen, right? And Snickers, who knows, sure. whatever, like Tootsie yeah. Rolls. Just, just how much that meant, you know, seeing team get a package of... I think literally there was tuna in the package and they really? were freaking out. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but by, and then by praying, you know, praying is, is not, it's not in any way the least it's, it's so important. It's seriously so important. If you went here, you know, the spiritual struggles, you know, the spiritual tenor of this place, you know, that there's oppression, um, whether you could articulate that or not. If you think back now, you can probably remember. Um, so praying, I mean, our God is super powerful and he loves when we pray and he loves mm -hmm. to bind up mm -hmm. Satan's power when we pray. Mm. Uh, so just keeping, keeping Satan reminded that he's defeated. Um, so praying for, for longevity, I think in staff, pray for longevity in teachers. Um, the longer they're here, the more kids believe that they really care, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and the Lord obviously brings people and moves people on, but those are some practical things I think that mm. people can be doing as they listen. I would say, um, you know, it's a bold prayer, but we, and it's a great prayer, but we serve a great God and I believe that he can do this, but we, uh, but pray for revival. You know, pray that, uh, pray that these students, um, that there's, I mean, that, that there's just mass repentance. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the mark of revival, um, that, that they see the depth of their sin, but then they see the greatness of God's mercy and that they turn, that they just turn because it's so much better to turn, you know, mm -hmm. it's so much better to turn from, from that to, to the Lord, uh, because there's freedom there. Um, so that would be one. The other thing that I could, I could think of praying for for these kids is that they, did, they wouldn't do life alone. Uh, God built us for community. He built us for relationships. Um, and it is easy. It is easy to to hide in our pain, you know, to hole up and think that no one else understands. That's just not true. And that's a lie. Um, Andy's been talking about um, 
sharing our last 10% and what that, what he means by that is, you know, confessing to someone those things that we would, that, that we're hiding, that we can't, that we can't even bear, um, thinking about ourselves because they're our worst sins, you know? And this morning he asked a couple of students, he asked the students, Hey, who shared their last 10% last night? And there were several who raised their hands (laughs) and that's amazing. And that's, that can be the beginning of revival, you know? Uh, and so just pray. I think that, that, uh, that these students would find community and in that community would find a place of safety and of trust where they can, confess and repent and walk in newness of life mm-hmm. because where we are repenting and where we're confessing man satan he doesn't have a foothold he can't because mm-hmm. it's sin that he holds us down with and and but where, where there's repentance man we're free and god can yeah. use that kind of a heart so yeah let's pray for that well we're definitely um so encouraged by you guys year in and year out um and so grateful that you guys have made so many sacrifices to be here. I know, Sean, you were showing pictures to the students, I think it was yesterday, of your kids <laughs> and them crying as you left to come here. Oh. Um, and we know that it's a sacrifice, but it's just so indicative of, of how much you love us as a BFA community, how much you love these students, and how much you, how the, how passionate you are about making sure that they see and know the true gospel Mm -hmm. and they see and know jesus and they want to follow him and um so thank you thanks for sitting down with us yeah thanks guys absolutely um, i want to thank oakwood our church too for sending us oakwood community church Mm -hmm. in minnesota they are yes they are 100 percent behind this place they're 100 percent behind us Mm -hmm. and it's just been awesome to serve on their behalf right so there's there's goers and senders and our church is full of both Mm -hmm. um so that i just want to make sure yeah I got that in. Same here with my church, Providence Providence. Baptist Church. Thank you for sending all 11 of us and 94 pounds of candy to these (laughs) students. That's so awesome. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm qualified to be the voice of BFA, but I guess being on this podcast kind of gives me that voice. Sure, we are. Totally. But we're thankful to Oakwood and Providence as well for um, just the amazing support that they've Mm -hmm. shown to us over these past three years, at least three years. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. I also want to say we take great comfort in the fact that knowing that these students are so loved and cared for by you guys, by the yeah. chaplain's department. Mm. Um, a lot of times speakers come in, they blow in, they blow up, and then they blow out, right? And kind of mm-hmm. just leave the mess. But we, we don't want to do that. And that's no. what's been the beauty about coming back every year. It's mm. There's an ongoing story, an ongoing relationship. But to know that we leave, I'm, I'm so encouraged that the counselors are involved, mm-hmm. that the stuff that these students are coming forward with and the way God is working in their lives, that they're not alone, that there's mm. RAs and teachers. Just in yesterday's chapel, I think it was yesterday, right? When all those teachers stood, mm-hmm. um, just signifying that they're there for these kids and watching these kids turn around and just see these sheer number of adults that are there for them mm-hmm. as a whole person, not just the academic side, right? Like most schools would be, mm-hmm. that, that these people have come and they care about the whole person. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really grateful. Grateful yeah. for the opportunity. Grateful mm-hmm. that God is clearly working way out ahead of us. It's not us at all. We would, uh-huh. It's not us. We know that. But we're grateful to partner with you and him. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching our younger brothers and sisters watching their lives be transformed by the gospel. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Love you. Mean it. Love Bye. you. Mean <laughs> it. Bye. <laughs>
today, and uh, they have been listening to this podcast faithfully since its conception, um, and they're here visiting BFA because their daughter will soon be attending here, and so they just happen to be around, and they just happen to, to stop by and say hi, and so um, thanks for the encouragement, Matt and Melissa. Um, it's so awesome to hear how uh, this podcast is benefiting you as as future uh, parents of a BFA student. One of our hopes and dreams for the podcast when we started this was to give parents who were considering sending their kids here or knew somebody who was in their, their field sending the kids here, um, some hope and encouragement and really a window into what BFA is. And it's so fun to see that right in our doorway. It's just a living and breathing family who said that we helped them really understand what their daughter is getting into. That's huge. Just a reminder for the rest of us, just to continually be praying for our families and the the families that send their children here. Um, it's such a blessing to be a blessing. And so, um, so yeah, thanks Matt and Melissa for that encouragement that you brought to us today. Looking forward to meeting your, your daughter when she comes next year and um, seeing her thrive here at Black Forest Academy. Thanks for listening in, everybody, and we hope you have a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time.